Hey guys, and welcome back to a new episode of Chasing Crazy. Today, I am super excited for our guest. We're going to be talking to Brett Conti. He is a YouTuber, influencer, traveler, whatever you want to call it. Uh, We'll talk to him more about that in a second. But if you don't know of him, you should definitely look him up. He has um, 70,000 Instagram followers and 160,000 subscribers on YouTube and growing every day. Um, Super cool guy. And I'm really, really excited um, for you guys to hear my interview with him. So let's get started. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ricky. Nice to meet you. And I'm so nice happy that we too. finally got this to work yes, out. Yes, finally. <laughs> I'm <laughs> shocked I was able to get a hold of you to begin with, like, however many months ago. I was like, there's no way. Hey, I, I said in one of my videos, I was like, yeah, if any of you guys have podcasts, like, I'd love to be featured on it. Like, I'd mm-hmm. love to, you know, communicate with you guys. You know, people are doing cool, creative things. And you reached out. And I always had in the back of my mind. I remember when we were planning to start doing yeah. it. And then, you know, here it is a quarantine later and we're finally yeah. doing it. I'm yeah, excited. I've finally, I've had so much time on my hands to just like kind of start <laughs> this all up. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach back out to Brett because I'm pretty sure he's not doing that much right now either. So yeah, I'm just sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> worked out well. Okay, so what would you say? Because later on, I'm going to do like a little intro or whatever. But like, what would you say? Like, if you had to give yourself a, a job title, like, what is that? would you say like content creator influencer you know people ask that i oh no i never use that cringy word but <laughs> influencers say, like they're like really that's not a real job <laughs> <laughs> i'll usually go with and just say i'm a i'm a professional brett a professional brett <laughs> off on that a professional brett when i was a little kid my parents would ask me what i wanted to be when i was older and i'd always say a, a professional brett and mm-hmm. at that time i'd no idea what that meant. Yeah. But as life went on and I found YouTube, that's what being a professional Brett or yourself is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I make YouTube vlogs, I make travel vlogs, just kind of anything I want to make a, a video about um, and get to work with brands with that, get to travel, <laughs> work with airlines and tourism boards and stuff like that. And then also I own a skateboard company and a clothing company called. Oh, yeah, Fortune. I was, was going to ask you about that. Um, yeah, so. but that's one thing that I, I love about your YouTube is that it's kind of like, it's not all over the place, but it's very like, it's you, like you have travel, but yeah. then you also have like, oh, what's a day in the life of living in New York City like? Yeah. It's like, I like how you kind of just, yeah, can make it whatever you want. And like, yeah. And that's difficult. That's like not what YouTube wants. YouTube, yeah. Like not YouTube itself, but like the algorithm, like mm-hmm. if you want to grow, you're supposed to just do one thing and that's it. Yeah. And you're supposed to like find your niche. Yeah. Cause then YouTube knows where to push your stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, you're a minimalist YouTuber. Like everyone yeah. who watches a minimalist video, we're going to push this to them. But for me, I'm just kind of like, fuck it. I'm just going to yeah, post kinda videos like, on whatever I want. Yeah. Cause that's not, I mean, I feel like it would make it more like a job and more so you might not want to make them as much if it's only this one yeah. thing and this is only one part of your life rather than you know you have so many other parts of your life that you want to show too so that's why I love about your YouTube because a lot of oh, people thank you so much. they're kind of more like niche which is cool but it's also like okay, yeah I know you don't do 
just this all the time. Yeah. So you know, yeah. one of my friends who was doing YouTube um, before me and still doesn't now, um, shout out to Eric Conover. He once told me, uh, he's like, the goal with YouTube is you want them to love you. You want your viewer. Mm -hmm. You want to be so connected with them that they'll click on whatever you post. Yeah. And that's something difficult to do, but I feel like, you know, I'm slowly figuring out doing mm -hmm. that. Yeah, definitely. So you kind of talked about this, you know, you wanted to be a professional Brett uh, when you were a kid, but did you have like a specific dream job as a kid uh, or even like growing up through like middle school and high yeah. school? The first dream job I remember having was an architect when I was really young because okay. I loved the Brady Bunch mm -hmm. and the dad was an architect. <laughs> they had a great house and supported the whole family. They had a nanny, they had Alice. And I always thought that was really cool being an architect. And in high school, I took architecture classes and it wasn't really for me. It was more of like something that I'm interested in, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to do for the rest of my life personally. Yeah. And then I wanted to work on Wall Street after that. Um, very inspired, like being here in New York. And my dad's big into finance as well. Um, so I studied finance in college. I have a finance degree, a okay. bachelor's degree. Um, I yeah. And then I interned junior year and senior year at Morgan Stanley Investment Bank. And okay. I hated it every single day of my life. Yeah. It I was feel like Wall Street brutal. is like, oh, Wall Street. And then you're like, wait, but I'm still doing finance. Like I'm still sitting yeah. at a desk. But it took at, at least like 10 years at least to like get some level of credibility and like work your way up the corporate mm -hmm. ladder. But when you're an intern, it was literally making 500 phone calls a day to the mm -hmm. top 1% of the world trying to get their money to invest. And then also just like getting coffees and running errands. And it was just yeah. miserable. Mm -hmm. And is that when you realized like, nah, yeah. this isn't for me? That's when I started Fortune because I was like, I need to get out of this like mm -hmm. corporate environment. Yeah. So what exactly is Fortune? That's Something your clothing like company, right? Yeah. Okay, there we so go. So <laughs> it started off... Uh, yeah, sorry. Don't worry. I'm making sure to, to stop talking when it cuts out, but I think we're <laughs> good now. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, when I was in college, um, I had gotten hurt skateboarding. I was mm -hmm. doing the whole Morgan Stanley investment banking internship. It's like, I need something that could potentially line myself up, something fun that I love doing. And mm -hmm. it could be just like a cool thing that could maybe go somewhere. And my grandfather had a textile company um, back in the day. So I always knew about fabrics and mm -hmm. I got some fabrics from him and I just started sewing pocket t-shirts, hats and stuff just in my dorm room. I was mm -hmm. definitely the only male or female in the business school yeah. the machine. <laughs> and just being, just sewing, selling them to like small boutique, like skate shops, surf mm -hmm. shops, and then also to kids on campus and just like whoever wanted to support. And yeah, yeah by like the time I graduated, it was like, doing all right and then like a year after graduation it was like sustainable and then that's when I got my first apartment and then wow. we are still doing it and yeah it's it's grown and we have like a warehouse now and it's in over 100 zoomy stores and oh yeah, that's so, crazy yeah so it's, then, it's been a fun process yeah I bet well that's so interesting like to see the you know, to get to be in the actual like manufacturing of it like it's not like you just were like oh I want to do this here somebody else do it for me like you actually like were sewing yeah. them yourselves and like oh yeah fully built it from the ground up no yeah it wasn't like it was just like merch at first where it was like right, mm -hmm. i'm just gonna like throw some design on a t-shirt it was like yeah. no i'm gonna buy get this fabric and like or get it designed and then mm -hmm. 
sew it myself. Luckily, That's I don't awesome. have to do that now, but I still, yeah. <laughs> still enjoy sewing here and there, you know, making some custom one-off pieces. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And then did you start, so what is your skate company? Because for some reason, I always thought okay. Fortune was a skate, but it's not. Yeah, so right? it's and a you little actually make skateboards, thing. right? Yeah, so okay. I'm completely open about it, and I always, like, do talk about it, but I guess a lot mm-hmm. of, like, the customers don't always know, so okay. doing the clothing company, I still fully 100% own that Fortune mm-hmm. and Y LLC. And then about two and a half years ago, um, a good friend of mine who's a pro skateboarder, his name's Manny Santiago, he's an X Games gold medalist, he's training for the Olympics, which is now not going to be until next year. Um, So yeah, like one of the top skateboarders. And Mm -hmm. he was like, hey, like he was seeing the success I was having with Fortune. He kind of, I've known him for a while and he's seen the the growth of it and just believed in it. He's like, hey, we should start Fortune Skateboards. Mm -hmm. And at first, we're going to have it one company. And like, I would have to dilute some of my equity, but I just really didn't want to do that because it was my baby. I literally made everything yeah. and he mm-hmm. totally understood. He's such a great guy. And we just made it two separate companies now. So there's okay. Fortune NYLC and Fortune Skateboards oh, LLC, okay, gotcha. which we own. So it's mm-hmm. the same brand, same yeah. website, same everything, same like people who are like designing, mm-hmm. but it's just more like the equity on the back end, why it's okay, different. Gotcha. And then it's physical skateboards. Yeah, yeah. So the whole so, thing yeah, we now has like clothing and skateboards. Cool. Yeah, so which has how, been awesome and it helped everything with the, the clothing. I bet. Even. Yeah. So how long have you been skateboarding? Because you're like a skateboarder, right? Ooh. I feel like you have so many videos. Yeah, yeah. Thing. He's like a legit skateboarder. <laughs> yeah, no. I, so that's how I knew like my business partner, Manny. I used yeah. to do all the contests. Like, okay. FM. Like I used to, all the high school, I was traveling to different contests throughout oh, the country. Wow. And had sponsors from Nike, Red Bull, Zoo York, like some huge sponsors. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was my life for a long time. And it's kind of similar now with what I do with YouTube. I feel like I used mm-hmm. to always focus on like getting footage and making videos. Mm-hmm. Now I still do the same thing. I'm focusing on getting footage and making videos, yeah. but it's not about skateboarding now. It's more about mm-hmm. like films or vlogs or whatever I want to make a, a video about. Mm-hmm. So did your YouTube more so start with skateboarding type stuff? Oh, yeah. I've had a YouTube channel since 2006. If you look back. Oh, wow. It was created in 2006. (laughs) And why I created it was because I used to get made fun of, like, before skateboarding was cool, like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, what was that, like, 15 years ago? Yeah. I... And Avril Lavigne was like big with Skater Boy. Yeah, like, yeah. (laughs) That school used to be like, oh, it's the Skater Boy. Like, I had a lot of friends, like, high school and stuff, but, like, you know, I was the skater boy. So I had a profile and I would make my skate videos, mm-hmm. put them in my in profile. So I could like show kids at school that like, I'm legit skater. Yeah. You know? like, it's <laughs> I not like I'm just trying to fit mall kid pers- yeah. persona. That's like, funny. <laughs> That's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah, Cause I discovered yours, like, I think it was probably like three or four years ago towards the end of college. I was watching YouTube like it was TV. Like, I don't know why I all of a sudden got into it, but I started watching like all these vloggers like you and Casey Neistat and Yoon Olsen, if you know who that is. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just watching them all the time. So I've only seen your like more travel type stuff, but occasionally yeah. the skateboarding and I'm like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I do want to like, definitely not have it like the main part of the vlogs but yeah I do want to you know it is like such a big part of my life so mm-hmm. I think you know this quarantine time that we're in right now is giving me so much time to plan and think yeah. about everything but I've been doing so much just like 
almost like a business plan with the YouTube channel and like mm-hmm. the direction and creative direction where I want to take it and yeah. like what makes me happy and like definitely going to be doing more vlogs but mm-hmm. try and take it up a next level like how Casey yeah. took it to that le- next level back yeah. in 2015 mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and push myself as hard as I can to take it as far as I can where now I'm going to be filming with two cameras at all times like oh my goodness like I don't know just like <laughs> doing crazy. everything I can to like try and make this mm-hmm. the most entertaining and push myself to the furthest I can go yeah and did you um did you just kind of learn editing and everything just over the years as you started making the channel and taking it further? Yeah, I, I knew iMovie just because I would throw together like those little skate clips. But mm. then um, I was daily vlogging and I, I wanted to switch over to Premiere. And okay. I remember trying to like get Premiere down in one day and it was so impossible. And I remember I yeah, spent so like, much I was stuff. all like kind of edit a video now I mean as you know like you know it becomes yeah. second nature and mm-hmm. you know the quick keys and it's so easy yeah. but like the first time you get me I was like I don't know if I'm ever gonna be able to get yeah. this down but then like, <laughs> four days later I was like oh this is great but yeah so I mean I just kind of quickly taught myself just from YouTube videos on, okay. on how to edit yeah does it seem weird I've always wondered this because I I had like a small little vlog phase in college so it was nothing was really interesting you know nothing interesting was really happening um but it just seemed like does it seem weird or does it still phase you like going around New York City like with all this vlogging equipment and like or like scenes I've seen some people where they you know they have the camera on the ground and then they are just skateboarding past I always wondered like do you have a second person there to pick up the camera or do you go back and pick it up yeah when I first started it was definitely (laughs) everything me now I do have um people that help out either yeah Gabe or then Chris Mm -hmm. um so like two people who are constantly helping me out but there's still so much that I film just by myself Mm -hmm. and yeah I definitely like will post my camera up somewhere like get those (laughs) those shots um but I mean that's what you got to do by any means necessary get the content right get the shot that's true and I mean the shots always end up being work that you're like okay yeah that was totally worth it (laughs) yeah yeah, there's so much stuff too. I feel like I've I've spent so much time to like do a shot that's only like two seconds in a video too. But I feel like mm-hmm. people appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially you know, or like do some type of effect or yeah, especially people who like are similar in mindset, like who are also like videographers or creators of some mm-hmm. sort, because they know like what it took to actually get that, and they're like, okay, right. like respect. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, oh dang, like that took probably like two hours and After Effects to do that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so do you also do like creative freelance for companies or does that just kind of come into play like whenever you do like partnership YouTube videos? Yeah. Um, sometimes like with the brand partnerships with like YouTube, mm-hmm. Instagram stuff, like sometimes they just like want, you know, promotion. But then a lot of the time too, I'd say 50-50, like where they want the the assets, they want the content and licenses okay. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I don't tip, like I, I don't think I would do some type of project where it didn't involve like where I could post something just because yeah. I want my focus to be on like my YouTube channel um so yeah it's usually like I don't know for example I work with Zipcar and mm-hmm. oh yeah um, did a video like going snowboarding in Vermont with all my friends mm-hmm. and like they just like wanted the rights all like the photos and like maybe like took a bunch of other photos that I didn't use mm-hmm. and like also they had the license to that so it's kind of like a okay, win-win gotcha. for both of us mm-hmm. like I get to make a cool video and like get it funded by them and you know 
make and they're also money getting there, advertising they're also they're in okay yeah 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 and then they're also like running ads on their own campaigns like okay. with some that that we shot so they don't have to hire mm-hmm. okay have you always been into like travel and photography and videography or did it just kind of emerge after all yeah this? The first time I traveled by myself was in college. I did a study abroad program in Madrid and it was so much fun. And I was like, and I was just like just starting fortune too at that time. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to figure out a way to like either get fortune sustainable or Mm -hmm. like some way so I could travel and work and make a living. Yeah. Like that was the goal in my mind at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I didn't like Morgan Stanley so much because I was just like in a cubicle by myself and I was like, I wish I was traveling right Mm -hmm. now. And I think that was my motivation was it just gave me that impetus, like going through those tough times at Morgan Mm -hmm. Stanley to be like, all right, I'm gonna somehow make this into a job. So yeah, luckily YouTube came around and I just made little videos just for fun. Like obviously in the back of my mind, like maybe one day this will get big. Yeah. Uh, and lucky enough, had some video pop off. And yeah, now it's my job to, to travel and yeah make some vlogs. Pretty, pretty lucky. Yeah, it's crazy. That's I've that's my like probably ultimate, ultimate goal. Well, that and also it's acting, but like traveling wise and working right mm-hmm. now. Both of yeah. those things and they so hand in hands where, you know, if you do have that good camera personality with your YouTube mm-hmm. channel, like that will correspond to your acting so yeah that's true yeah I have to get myself in front of the camera more that's where I started a couple <laughs> years ago and then I was like eh. I also didn't have like super like wide angle lenses and stuff like that so it just made yeah. it harder to do like the vlog part and I'm yeah. so used to just like, like being the behind the camera the Samsung phone are like incredible that's like, true so much of my videos now like I'll shoot mm-hmm. with this and I just my mom it, just ordered like, that and I'm like I can't wait to use it it's so good just it's make it so if you normally shoot with it it'll put it just in mm-hmm. hd like 1080p yeah. but if you like hit the button at the top and get the 4k it's crispy yeah that's insane um so what has been your favorite place that you've traveled to so far hmm now you've been a lot Southeast of places. asia yeah i'm gonna go with the philippines okay it was I'm... just the happiest thing i've been on a trip really that is, yeah, has, is that where you've have you stopped through there because hasn't like the past two years you've gone for like a couple months out there yeah yeah every winter this winter and then last winter yeah I've definitely like escaped for like four months mm-hmm. uh, just because New York That's City so winters awesome. are not get so cold <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah but I I've only been to the Philippines once and it was only for about three weeks okay um, well not only um, there's so many, there's 7,000 islands, and I got to only hit about three of them, so definitely okay. need to go back, but still, like, I mean, That's between the sharks, yeah, the beaches, like, the people, the food, like, the cost of living, it's just, like, nothing to, like, put you in a bad mood out there. Yeah, so I love your Southeast Asia videos. They've got me inspired. I think next summer, me and my friends are going to try to go out there for, like, all of our vacation time, so try to get, like, you three should. to four weeks, because also- yeah, and like all your videos about like what can a hundred US dollars get you in, you know, all these places. And I'm like, that is insane. It just shows like how far the dollar can go there. So we're like, okay, yeah, we're going. It's gorgeous. Yeah, that's why I love it. It's just like you don't have to worry about money really because, you know, mm-hmm. lunch is like two bucks and then like yeah. your hotel is like maybe 10 or 15. So it's just like to me the best place to be for yeah. an escape. 
it's insane and it's so pretty it's like yeah it's not like you know Paradise. a cheap looking place either you're actually like mm-hmm. yeah it's almost better than if you were to go to like turks and caicos and pay thousands and thousands of dollars right? <laughs> it's crazy um where's a place you haven't traveled to but you hope to so the first place i'm going to go once this is done is hawaii okay and that's a because it's in the u.s and mm-hmm. it shouldn't be too difficult with like traveling during the that's coronavirus true. kind of mm-hmm. time like, i'm gonna wait until it's totally done but i have a feeling it's gonna be a bit until like countries are opening back up their borders yeah so first place is going to be hawaii so hopefully going to be there on my birthday and like end of june oh that'll be awesome i've I've been once but i was only like i think i was like 15 or something like that and i don't think i fully appreciated it it was like a family trip but i've also been wanting to go back there because more and more pictures and stuff i'm seeing now it was so pretty yeah um so you've kind of talked about this um but like how I guess now it's not even how do you make this lifestyle work because it's already built so much but like how long did it take you to be able to like kind of fully sustain yourself off of these things that you created that's a good question and for me I feel like everything happened really quick Mm -hmm. like I feel like three years ago I was still worrying about paying rent Mm-hmm. And like how I'm gonna figure things out and like if it will ever work and being like, all right, I'm gonna give myself like another year. Like if I don't have like any money saved, then I'm gonna have to figure out something or like get a part-time job. Yeah. Um, worst case scenario, um, if it wasn't fully sustaining myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say like two years ago was when it really like took off right away. Like just got a couple big gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my first big gig was actually with Sony. Okay. Um, that was just over two years ago. And yeah, I like got the biggest check I'd ever seen at that time yeah. to like go to Thailand and film a video on their like newest camera. That's crazy. And then from there, it kind of snowball. That was like the happiest I think I've ever been. Like that was like, holy shit. Like this I, can work. I'm making it. Yeah. Like this can work. And yeah. like, I remember going to my dad who was always like, oh, you should get a job. Like, let me know. I can <laughs> put you in touch with some finance firms and like we can put yeah. that degree to use. And I was like. <laughs> Nah, dad, no. Nah, I got this. <laughs> yeah, and then I remember, like, you know, telling him about that project, and I was like, the first time he was like, "Wow, okay, mm-hmm. like this is the real thing, like this whole YouTube thing, which yeah. sounds ridiculous to parents, yeah. you know." Mm-hmm. That's yeah. crazy. That's awesome, though. Yeah, so I feel like, like two years. The camera that, ones fun. would be really fun. Yeah, those are like, my oh, favorite. well, this is helping me make the video, and I'm getting to go someplace cool. Okay, exactly. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so two years ago is when it like started really taking off, I guess you could say, or at least becoming profitable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was definitely putting in so much work before that. Like I said, I like daily vlogged and mm-hmm. spent my 24 <clears> seven <throat> just like, yes, making the YouTube videos, but I was also trying to grow fortune too. So mm-hmm. I was doing like two full time jobs. That's crazy. All at once, working yeah. 7 a.m. until 2 a.m. every mm-hmm. night. Like, it was a crazy time. I remember walking home from like this little co-working space I had being like, is this ever going to pay off? Like, if not, I love what I do. I'm yeah. happy I'm doing it. But I was just, would think in the back of my mind as I would be exporting that day's vlog while walking home from the co-working space. Yeah. Because I'd be like so tired to be one in the morning. That's and crazy. just being like, I hope this, like, will this ever pay off? I hope so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, luckily, like not too long later, like, 
things start picking up because yeah. things happen, they happen quick. It mm-hmm. just takes one video, so to speak. Yeah. And I feel like it's not, you probably didn't even expect it to happen like that quickly. You're like, oh, no, it might eventually. No. And then that's even better because you're like, okay, I wasn't even expecting this. And yeah. yeah so like when you love what you're doing, you're not mm-hmm. like thinking about that every day. And that's not like the only reason why you're doing it. Like, yeah. you know, I would 100% be making YouTube videos if I had to pay to make YouTube videos. Or, yeah. You know, there's mm-hmm. something as AdSense, anything like that. Like I love it so much now. And like, mm-hmm. it's what I live for now. It's a drug. Yeah. So I guess that leads into my next question. So has there ever been a time that like, I guess Instagram could go into this too, but like also with your YouTube, like that it feels like something you're not enjoying anymore. Like it starts to feel like a burden. Hmm. Like sometimes like when you're doing something full time and like every single day and it's your life, like there's Mm -hmm. definitely times where, you know, I don't feel like posting on Instagram. Yeah. um, Something like that. But I feel like I've been doing it a decent amount of time now where I know how to like control everything and like Mm -hmm. how I'm feeling, know how I'm feeling and just like, like I'm the luck. Like for me, I am doing my dream job right now. I feel like the luckiest person on earth. You're like, oh, well, this is better than finance. This is better than anything else. Yeah, I I literally think that all the time I could be like in finance right now making Mm -hmm. 500 phone calls to people I'm annoying right now yeah <laughs> or I could be like creating a cool photo or mm-hmm. like make a video about travel or like living in New York and helping people and mm-hmm. um giving insights and information or like helping people achieve their their goals so that's what I remind myself and it, it works every time where yeah I'm like, like okay you're doing the right thing Brett mm-hmm. that's awesome well I only have like one more question I think okay. um is there any advice that you would give to fellow creatives trying to um, follow their dreams? Yeah, that's a tricky question. I feel like I could go a couple different routes, mm-hmm. but if they're trying to do it like professionally, you know, someone who's in a similar situation as me, maybe like is trying to prove to their parents, mm-hmm. I would say use that motivation of trying to prove to your parents because that was like the biggest thing to me where I was like I'm gonna work so hard I'm gonna show my dad that yeah. I can make this happen and I credit a lot of my success to that and like mm-hmm. when I was up late at night working I was like I know I love this I know I see the light at the end of the tunnel and the possibility mm-hmm. so I'm um, I'm gonna show him that I can do this yeah so there's definitely that but then also like if you love what you do and you're having fun if you're making people happy then that's all that really matters so just mm-hmm. keep yeah that's awesome yeah and when it comes to the the parents thing I feel like that's a big thing especially like with our generation and yeah. our parents generation it's kind of like they want us to follow our dreams and be happy but it's also like they're very realistic and you kind of have to be like you know what I'm, I'm just gonna show you like I can do this yeah so that's a little interesting for our kids generation because i feel like hopefully more of us will be more supportive they say Mm -hmm. they want to be a youtuber if they want to you know draw butterflies for the rest of their life like we understand that there could be a possibility we have no idea what (laughs) our kids you know that's true yeah well thank you so much for taking the time to thank you for having me on yeah, definitely. So yeah. let me know next time you're in New York too. I'm glad that yeah. we got to do this finally. For Thanks sure. for taking up and staying consistent. And yes. <laughs> I, I respect it. I respect yeah, I'm it. like, I hope I'm not annoying, but he gets so many No, emails. no. <laughs> no, I always had him back in my head too. And I like, I'm so glad that you, you messaged me again. So I'm glad to do this. 
Cool. Sweet. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great day and, and stay yeah. sane during this weird time. Yeah, you as well. Bye-bye. All right. See ya.